Theological education should be affordable. Seminary students should not have to take out tens of thousands of dollars in student loans to train for the ministry. At Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary, our students pay a base of $75 per credit hour and a $375 per semester fee. For more information on how you can receive informed scholarship with Pastoral Heart, check out our website, cbtseminary.org. You are listening to Particular Pilgrims, stories from Reformed Baptist history with commentary. I'm your host, Ron Miller, pastor of Covenant Baptist Church of Clarksville, Tennessee, and a longtime student and collector of Particular Baptist history. We're on the Man of God Network, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. In the year 1695, the radical Baptist printer John Darby published an unusual 23-page pamphlet it was striking for several reasons. First, its author was a woman named Susanna Arch. Second, in the pamphlet, she claimed to have been miraculously healed by God of leprosy and tizic or asthma. And third, her story was attested by her pastor, William Kiffin, eight other Baptist pastors, one doctor, and two apothecaries or pharmacists. The title of this pamphlet was A Relation of the Miraculous Cure of Susanna Arch of a Leprosy and Tizic, wherewith for some years past she had been sorely afflicted. The purpose of her writing is clearly found in a verse printed below the title. It was Psalm 75.1, For that thy name is near, thy wondrous works declare. The point was to publicly honor God for an inexplicable healing. To magnify this, she had someone, perhaps Kiffin, write a preface that expounded the truth that God's mercies deserve to be known. The writer went on to say that when God's miraculous works are seen, it should convince atheists that there is a God who acts above natural causes, and it should cause those who undervalue Jesus Christ, in whose name and by whose power the work is done, to be convinced that he is both God and man and the faith of believers should be strengthened. Knowing that some would try to deny the events, the author goes on to say that only those with hardened hearts would dismiss it. This could not have been done by human means, he says, but because the diseases were of long standing, well known by many people, including doctors and pastors, and very suddenly removed, attention should be paid. Susanna was a longtime church member and well-known as a woman of holy life. Even her home location is given so that if any would want to satisfy themselves regarding her healing, they could visit her. Susanna then added to the end of her story the testimonials of several respected men who knew of her condition for many years. Susanna's maiden name was Gosum. She joined Kiffin's Devonshire Baptist Church as a single woman in about 1670 and later married John Arch, a cobbler and fellow church member. He died in 1693, but a few years before this, her agony began. In 10 short pages, Susanna tells the story. She describes the, quote, 
extraordinary itching and scurf, that is flaking, that began on her head. It spread all over her body and eventually led to the loss of her hair. This went on for about four years. She called this leprosy, which was well known in Europe at the time. Her symptoms match leprosy, and the doctors who examined her all pronounced her to have it. Of course, it may have been some other rash or severe skin eruption, different from leprosy as we conceive it today. But remember, all of these were medically incurable at the time, so in one sense, the exact diagnosis hardly matters. Hear now her story, at least the beginning of it, in her own words. Under my great distress of body and mind, I was lamenting myself, saying, What a poor, distressed widow! A poor, afflicted widow! Then the Lord was pleased to give me, in that scripture, Romans 8.32, He that spared not his own son, but gave him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? This I took as a bond from the Lord, wherein he was pleased graciously to bind himself to supply all my necessities, which was much to my support at that time. Immediately after my husband's burial, being left in a poor and desolate condition, that scripture came to my mind, Job 121, naked came I out from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return again. The Lord hath given, and the Lord hath taken away, and blessed be the name of the Lord. Under these sad exercises, I was helped to consider that my outward condition was not worse than my lords and masters, of whom it was said, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Then was I helped to say, I have lost all, and yet have all and to plead with God in the words of Jacob, Thou sayest, I will do thee good. These and many other precious words were powerfully impressed on my soul for my support and comfort. Notice her knowledge of Scripture. Her way of describing the verses leads us to think she has heard them often or memorized them. She may have been able to read and owned a Bible, but that would have been unusual. It's obvious that she has hidden God's word in her heart, and the Lord's Spirit has brought appropriate verses to her mind in the hour of her need. Later in her story, she tells of her mental wrestlings about whether to seek human help or leave it to Jesus Christ. She wisely reasons that using human means couldn't stop Christ from healing her. She was given some medicines which did no good, and being poor, she couldn't try many of these. Listen to more of her spiritual reasoning. One reason why I had no expectation of cure from man was occurring in that scripture frequently to my mind, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. This I was enabled to plead before him with some degree of confidence that at last I should prevail. This I can truly say that all along my faith was fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ. It was on him I did and was resolved to rely, who in the days of his flesh when on earth cured all diseases and sicknesses among the people, and I was confident that he had the same power now he was glorified in heaven as he had in the days of his humiliation. There is one thing I think good to remark when I considered that I was a poor, polluted, unclean leper. 
I was under some doubt whether I might and ought to come to the congregation of the Lord's people to whom I belong, to partake of that blessed ordinance of the Lord's Supper among them. Laboring under strong conflicts about this matter, as I was going to the congregation, that text came with power on my soul. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. By this text I understood that the law of the leper being part of the ceremonial law is done away, and so that doubt was removed. Here is a woman who, after decades of sermons, had a sound grasp of the relation of the old covenant and the new. She is wise in her spiritual applications. Then on May 31, 1694, she had a dream which caused her to believe that she would be healed. Instead, she, quote, grew worse and worse. Susanna also relates how she suffered from asthma for many years, especially in the winter. One of the pharmacists described her condition as follows. I have seen her scarce able to go along the street so fast as a child of two years old. When her husband was ill of the sickness whereof he died, if she went but across the room, she would pant like one almost expiring, insomuch that I thought she was more like to die than he. And so she commonly was in the winter, especially in such weather as increases that distemper. But here now, what she calls a true and faithful account of how I was healed. On the 26th of December at night, I went to bed as bad as ever I was. And in the night I had grievous and sore temptations from my adversary who told me I had no faith and that if I had faith, I might be healed. Those words being cast into my mind, O ye of little faith. And I was tempted to think I had no faith and that God did not love me. But I perceived that this was to beat me off from my confidence in God. Then was I helped to look back to former experience and remembered that about thirty years ago, when I was under great distress about the state of my soul, being under a deep sense of my sin, I was helped to cast my soul on the Lord Jesus Christ. And from that consideration, many times since, when I have been in great distress with respect to my outward condition, I have been enabled to cast my bodily concerns upon him. And then I cried out, Lord, I have cast my soul upon thee and my body upon thee, and now I am resolved to cast all my diseases upon thee. Then I lay quiet and with a composed mind till morning. Next day I found a marvelous alteration, being much better and more cheerful, which was discerned by a friend of mine who told me that she did perceive that I was much better. The next night after this, which was Thursday night, as I was in my bed, I put my hand to my head, first on one side and then on the other, and felt skin on both sides of it, which at first was surprising and amazing to me. Then I said, Lord Jesus, hast thou begun? Thou wilt carry it on. When I rose in the morning and taken off my head clothes, I found the scurf was gone from off my head, only there remained like a little cap on the crown of my head, which was easily taken off with a comb, which I made use of for that end, and then appeared firm skin all over my head. At the same time, my distemper, which was spread over my whole body from head to foot, even to my very toes, was likewise taken away. And whereas I had neither skin nor hair on my head before, my hair is now grown to the admiration of them that behold it. And to this day, through God's goodness, 
I remained free, both from leprosy and tizic. That was written on January 16, 1695. Her account ends with the following testimonial. Some of us whose names are subscribed have had certain knowledge of Susanna Arch's distempers and also of her cure, and we are all full satisfied in the truth of what is contained in the narrative. Then are signed eight pastors' names. William Kiffin, William Collins, Robert Steed, Richard Adams, Edward Mann, John Pigott, Benjamin Dennis, William Draycott, and Robert Bartlett. This has every appearance of being a special work of God in healing her, and she responded correctly by giving him all the glory. Thank you for listening today. This is Ron the Baptist wishing you grace and peace. Thank you.